This is pro strongman Lawrence the Warrior Chalet, 10 times world's strongest man competitor and Europe's strongest man 2016. You are listening to Powerhouse Action Sports. This episode, Brian Benzel and I are going to watch the 2016 Giants Live North America. Right now it's available on YouTube, so go ahead and pause this episode while you find it. And if you haven't watched the 2016 World's Strongest Man Heat 4, or the 2017 World's Strongest Man Heat 5, we did, it's available in the archives. What's going on, Benzel? Oh, another another beautiful day, man. Hot and humid here. Yeah. Just trying to trying to not sweat. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Today yeah. we're watching the uh, 2016 Giants Live that took place in Martinsville, Indiana, and I believe it took place in August. Um. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna. We're going to start off at uh, the two-minute mark. If you want to go ahead and watch this, find it on YouTube and push play, and then we'll add the commentary as we go. You ready? Yep. All right, man. And play. All right. So video right now is introducing the athletes. Got Nick Fest. He was there. The majority of the field, um, for whatever reason, this year was American. Uh, they got Ben Thompson. He's Canada. Um, I'm not really sure how he ended up there. And then uh, Mark Felix, obviously, from Britain. Um, I don't know what Ben Thompson did to get get invited or whatever. Um, Derek Devon, he's actually from where this was uh, at in Indiana. Gary Pritchett, uh, who's been at it forever, still going. Stan Carandine uh, from Colorado. Um, and then got myself which i you know i i'll talk about how i got invited but we got dimitar i don't know why they always say he's bulgarian he's lived in the u.s i think the entire time he's been competing um and then robert oberst um dimitar actually was that so actually oberst dimitar uh just those two were at one of the first bigger contests i did the shot classic in colorado as an amateur Stan Carandine was there as well, but he was there like taking pictures instead of competing. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I I got invited to this contest. I had done um, a Giants Live qualifier in, in Indiana. Um, actually, real, almost on the same fairgrounds that this was re- recorded at um, the year before. And uh, ended up getting second place there which i got invited to a giant side contest in poland um it got canceled and then this came about and they asked me to come uh and so obviously wasn't going to say no so that's that's kind of why i got here um like i said i don't i don't remember exactly why the majority of the field was american but it was which kind of makes sense it's giant side north america um got a few other guys in there but so you can see on the video right now um Robert Oberst is talking to Colin. They there's like hay bales in the back and some bleachers and stuff. And um, you see in the beginning of the video when this starts playing, they show a demolition derby, and um, it's on a you know 
in a dirt arena. So we ended up actually competing where this is at is the arena they use for their demolition derby. Um, the day before they had uh, the like so a lightweight and a women's competition. Um, then this day was just the Giants Live um, North America. But the reason we ended up competing uh, in this uh, demolition derby arena is we were originally supposed to compete at the high school, like in their uh, on their football field. And at the time this took place, there was a guy that was uh, had promoted some bigger contests. And it's my understanding, um, had a falling out. He promised a lot of things that athletes didn't fall through with him. You know, a bunch of stuff happened. So he had a falling out and kind of had a vendetta against a pro strongman in the U.S. and was going around getting contests canceled um, under the ruse that they were promoting drug use and stuff like that. Right now I'm up here, I hit. I think they show me failing 180 kilos. Uh, my best log that day ended up being 165 kilos. Um, but anyway, so this guy wrote a letter about the contest that it was going to be at the high school, and it's all these professional strongmen. And if they chose to have it at the high school, then he was going to file a lawsuit, something like that. So they said, okay, we won't have it at the high school. And the tractors at the beginning of the show are in this. Um, kind of like covered pavilion and that's where we had competed the year before but we couldn't compete in that covered pavilion because the tractors were there so next option was this demolition derby arena that was just it was just open it was on dirt um it was over 100 degrees that day with zero cover anywhere you know we had like some some tents and stuff set up that we could get under um but it was also really humid. It was just, uh, it was one of the hottest days I think I've probably spent at a contest. Um, which is saying a lot, you know, having competed in, you know, different parts of Africa and the Philippines and stuff like that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's how it, it, I mean, obviously doesn't look like the most, uh, professional setting or whatever when you're competing in front of hay bales and on dirt, but, that's that's what we got. Um, it wasn't the worst. Uh, honestly, if we would have had, if we would have had like a little bit more cover and like some places to get out of the sun, it wouldn't have been so bad. Um, the helpers, which is usually the case, had it worse than everybody. They're out in the sun all day, and I think they actually had more problems with dehydration and heat stroke and stuff like that than any of the athletes. Um, but I do remember I I was drinking at least a liter of water and a liter of um, like some diluted Gatorade with some extra like electrolyte solution in it between every event. And um, I, I was sweating so much that I don't, I, I didn't pee from when I got there in the morning, about seven 30 in the morning until about nine o'clock that night. So, really? yeah. So um, I was, how, how much were you, some, how much were you weighing here? I was pretty light. Um, I was, I was honestly probably only about like 280, 285 pounds at this contest. Okay. Um, I just had, I had some personal stuff going on and I was kind of all over the place and, you know, training wasn't 
wasn't as good as it should have been. Diet wasn't as good as it should have been. Um, but it was what it was. But um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't super heavy. So, you know, you get some of these other other bigger guys, um, even like these two right here, like Devin Hart and Oberst, and everybody was struggling. It was it was it was probably honestly a situation where every single one of us probably should have gone got like a bag of fluids or something after the contest because um, it was it was rough um you can see like got some vehicles backed up to the tents we actually i i flew there uh, my parents were with me we actually we had a rental car and we drove it in there and backed it up to the tent and had it running pretty much the whole time with air conditioning on so we could uh go sit in the car with some some air conditioning between events so it's just like stripping down taking all of our clothes off because they're wet yeah. and going and sitting in the air conditioning trying to cool down a little bit um but yeah that was that that that's it, it it probably shouldn't be but that is it probably shouldn't be especially because this is this is the contest that got me to my world my first world strongest man um but uh, of anything i probably will always remember more than anything just how hot and long of day it was because of that it was just it was a miserable long hot day um yeah the humidity was probably pretty bad too yeah humidity there is pretty bad so yeah it was you know 100 plus degrees and and really humid um just yeah, yeah not not great conditions that you're competing in but you know you do it you, you do what you got to do there's there's worse conditions there's better I mean, I'm not sure what would be a whole lot worse than being stuck in the sun all day in 100 degrees, but, yeah. um, you know, Giants Live contests move pretty fast anyway, so uh, they're showing the results right now, and I'm talking over the event, but um, they didn't show a whole lot of it, but, you know, Demitar and OB tied with 202 kilos, and you got Jerry, and then you got a three-way tie there with me and Stan and Derek at 165. Um, yeah, then getting ready for the next events at car deadlift um i remember the the car deadlift like poor ben thompson and um he goes out and he had a he was going by he had to go by himself because we were going literally head to head like face to face um for the event and he went out there got all set up and just starts going and everybody's yelling at him and telling him like dude you got to stop because they still had to add, I think, one or two plates to the, the frame. So this poor kid goes out there and reps out the car deadlift for like 45 seconds before somebody could actually get him to stop. And then they <laughs> added weight, and then he had to go again. No shit. Yeah. Damn. Um, I don't remember the exact order we went in. Um, you can actually see Rob Kearney back there in the background. He competed the day before, so that if that tells you anywhere where – you know, a few years ago, um, you know, Rob wasn't even there competing with us. He was competing the day before with the the, the 105 kilo guys. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't remember the exact order we went in. I would actually venture to guess that um, Nick and Mark went closer to the end, especially with Mark being a real strong deadlifter. Um, yeah, here we go. So they show Ben. Yeah, he still got three reps somehow. And then, you know, Derek. And Stan went head to head. I went head to head with uh, Jerry Pritchett. Um, you know, especially being one of my first pro contests, a little bit intimidating going head to head in a deadlift with one of the best deadlifters ever. Bro. Um, 
but I, you know, I actually felt pretty good about it. Got got four reps on it. Um, wasn't the worst. Could have been better. Um, I've never been a really great deadlifter, so pretty happy with four reps on a pretty heavy car. You know, especially when somebody like Jerry gets six. Like that's a pretty big margin, but still, you know, be two reps behind somebody like that. Um, this might—I don't know if Overs gets a single rep. He might, maybe one, but I think he zeroes this event, which hurt him pretty bad overall. Um, yeah, there was—you know—there was, there was just a lot going on this day. Um, Around what time did this whole event start? I think we started actually competing um, about nine or ten. I think we finished up. We finished about probably four o'clock, which I, I was going to say that earlier that Giants Life contests um, they run really quick. So you know, yeah. you're usually five events, and if you if they if they go more than four hours. Um, for five events that's usually a pretty long contest for a giant slide contest mm-hmm. Th- this one went up i think about five um so it ran a little bit longer but you know still it's kind of a catch-22 especially on a day like this was that um as hot as it was it yeah it's great that you kind of get in and out quick but um and that's actually my parents right there on tv it's my dad and my mom with her phone <laughs> nice uh, yeah, you get you get in and out quick, but at the same time you um, you have no time to recover between events, especially when it's that hot. Yeah, um, that's when you go back to your rental car. Yeah, <laughs> try to cool down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're showing uh, Mark out fishing. I think he he stayed with um, I don't know if he stayed. He either stayed with Aaron Mullen and his family or Aaron's parents. Aaron obviously is pretty heavily involved with Giants Live now. Yeah. Um, this was this was his first Giants Live contest he put on. Otherwise, he had put on a couple um, qualifiers and he'd done some other pro contests. Um, but yeah, they're showing Mark out fishing on. I think it's his his parents' lake. Nice. So, you know, and enjoying a little bit of that Indiana life. Now, if you're here's yeah. a cheap plug though. If you're into fishing and hunting, I have a new podcast coming out called The Powerhouse Den podcast and i'll uh, be talking about that so check yeah, that out as well uh are, are you doing that somebody or is it you're just doing it yourself no it's just me okay i'll have different people come on but yeah yeah do you do a lot of uh hunting and fishing i do i do yeah you know, it's gonna be about hunting fishing music just a little bit of everything yeah I like to just hang out have a little bit of whiskey have a beer <laughs> yeah whatever catch more than sticks like him right yeah hunting, <laughs> hunting hunting and fishing is is huge here where i'm at in pennsylvania yeah um I've heard like you own i i grew up hunting and fishing a little bit and like i'm one of those guys that like i i like guns more than i like hunting yeah. um, like i'll go shoot and love doing that but you're almost like you're almost an outcast in this area if you if you don't hunt and fish you know constantly mm-hmm. like this is one of those places where they they literally close school for the opening day of deer season. Oh yeah, they take that shit serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Very serious. It's like a national holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
I was going to say earlier too, but here we all kind of felt like possibly that blue car, there was something about it that was a little bit heavier. Um, I looked out and got the red one, you know, I got four reps. But even there you got, you know, Mark Felix, who I wouldn't even say is arguably, he is one of the best deadlifters that's ever lived. Um, and he's struggling with that car. So there probably was something to that. Um, you know, it is what it is. That's what happens a lot of time in strongman. It's just luck of the draw, especially when you're getting, you know, head to head on things like that. You're not using the exact same implements. Um, you know, so you'll live with it and move on. Yeah. So yeah, showing events. Um, at this point, you know, like I'm, I'm sitting in fifth place, not doing terrible, but obviously quite a ways out of first. Um, yeah, this next event coming up, we got the the super yoke that um, Aaron had bought these implements from, um, and had them. I remember we had them. They were used at like the Mohegan Sun, like a world's strongest man when they had it there um, mm -hmm. in Connecticut. Um, so he had just got them. So this was the first year they were used. But I think like for sure these yokes have been used at Giants Live North America every year since. Um, you can see obviously like we're out on dirt with a heavy yoke. Um, the day before when we showed up, there was actually like big ruts and tire marks and stuff like that all over. So we were real concerned about them getting them flat, you know, getting it straight, flattened out, straightened out. Yes. Um, they did. Um, yeah, this, so going into this event for me, um, yoke has never been a super strong event for me. Um, but I actually did really well. And so we had to, we had to go down and go down and back, basically set the yoke down, repick and come back. Um, and I kind of hurt myself because he's going to come up. You see it. I, I swung a little bit and drugged. And had I not, not done that, the times on this were all really, really close. Um, I think had I not done that, I would have jumped like three or four spots in the placings. Um, but it is what it is. Like, still had a pretty good, pretty good yoke run. Um, definitely nothing to complain about for me. Yeah, you're doing pretty good up until the return and then that little stumble kind of. Yeah, I just picked it up and it swung a little bit and the front edge caught that dirt. I mean, even if it had, if it had been on concrete, wouldn't have been as big a deal. But that front edge caught the dirt mm -hmm. and just dug in, and I almost had to take a step backwards to get it to come out and um, keep moving. But again, that's that's strong man. That's competing. Like yeah, every little, every little detail, every little second counts. Um, so you know, you kind of move on to the next event. Um, and I had, I still had a couple of what I thought would be stronger events for me. Um, I probably, I felt like I probably didn't do as good as I could have on the log. Like 180 should have been uh, attainable. Um, next event coming up after these guys get done is a, um, it's a, it's a medley. So it's, uh, it was two kegs and two sandbags. And I felt like I would do pretty well on that. So Still feel still feeling pretty good overall for the contest. Um, you know, like I said, it was it was my first Giants Live contest. Um, it was actually my first pro contest, so kind of a lot of first there for me. So 
I didn't go in with a whole lot of expectations for myself. Um, I just wanted to go in and compete and do well and leave happy with how I did. Um, yeah, now we got, got a little segment on the you know the best family, which Nick has been. Nick has been a staple and strongman forever. Um, Definitely. Callie almost more so when I mean because she was obviously she was married to Jesse Marunde so she's been around strongman for I don't even know 20 some years at this point probably yeah um they were on some show like a couple of years ago like my strange uh streams yeah where they couldn't stop working out or something like that yeah yeah. I mean, I kind of painted them in a bad picture, you know, saying they were overdoing it with their kids, but. Yeah, I like take everything to an extreme. Exactly. Yeah. Well, everything. That's yeah, just I mean... how they, they painted them out in the show, but I think that's probably what they do on a lot of shows, so. Oh, yeah. They, and it, like. Make it more interesting I'm... or whatever. They can't just. Yeah, they're definitely not the type of people either that I'm I'm sure they're not sitting there forcing their, their kids to do anything. I'm pretty sure they want to be doing it with them. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you know. For sure. No doubt about that. But, yeah, I mean, Nick Nick is still competing involved. Like, it's kind of crazy. You got guys like him and, and Mark Felix that they don't, they don't seem like they age. They don't seem like they have, you know – any boundaries or anything yeah yeah so a little segment on them yeah because best is what like a year younger than felix something like that um maybe two i don't remember what the difference is i don't know if nick is i want to say nick is like 53 or 54 and mark is like 55 yeah Yeah, Nick. I think Nick won the yoke. He's which, not surprised. He's always been. That's always been one of his best events. Yeah. You know, you can you can see him though too. You know, with that the dirt and everything. <laughs> right now he's going and getting a little going a little bit sideways and all over the place and that was kind of kind of the story for everybody. So you got Nick Nick won. Um Derek Devon got second. Derek, um, he just kinda disappeared uh disappeared out of strongman. I think he was he was one of those guys that um he had done what he wanted to do he he had done what he wanted to do and was just happy with it. Um he's still still involved, like you know, still trains people. Um in the last couple of years at at Giants Live USA, that's you know the same place. He helped. He's helped out and you know helped out with athletes and um, helped with the contest and everything. So he's still involved. Um, he just you know obviously mm-hmm. he did did what he wanted and just took it off his bucket list. Now he's, yeah, yeah. on with his life. And he was he's not old, but I want to say he was even like. 35 36 37 something like that mm-hmm. um, at this contest so it wasn't like he was a super young guy either yeah um so yeah he kind of i think he got involved a little bit late well he was playing so, baseball prior to this so 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it looks like, so they're doing some stones now. Am I in the same place as you? I think you're like 10 seconds ahead, but close enough. Okay, so I, so I don't know. Maybe it looks like they completely skipped over that, uh, that medley I was talking about. And they're showing stones. Um, right but yeah, they're, so... They're doing the kids and the... And the beds on mine. I wonder if this skips something. Let me go back here. Well, this skipped a whole bunch because they still have the frame carry, too. Yeah. I don't know what happened. This got off for some reason. Um, I'll go back here. Well, so, that packed audience out there. Yeah, so I went back to uh, 29 minutes. I don't know what happened. It skipped for a little bit. Um, but yeah, so here is uh, the keg and sandbag medley. Um, this was something I felt real good about going in. Um, yeah. I just always have been like pretty decent conditioned and knew I would probably do pretty good in this. Uh, not overly heavy. I think all the implements are 250 pounds. You know, sort of about 40 or 50 feet. But again, a super hot day like that. Um, not ideal conditions <laughs> for for being out um, doing a med, uh, you know, a harder medley, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know what the hell happened here with it skip forward, but mine mine is just showing Derek and Nick finishing up. Um, yeah, mine's on Felix and uh, I'll go back a little bit. Jer. See if I can find it. Okay, so I'm at like I went back again. Felix and Jerry, they're finished. Right, yeah. So we're probably pretty close. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I don't think Jerry even finished it. He was where I was at. He's just walking away. He's kind of walking back. Um, yeah, I don't know what the hell is here, but. Uh, We'll finish up there though. So they're kind of doing a little. I don't even know if I saw myself on there. Hold you for like a brief second. Yeah. The sandbag and then they. Yeah. Anyway, so they're kind of doing a little segment on, on Derek now. Cause so, um, I got second to that event. Derek beat me out by like half a second or something like that. Um, so good event. Uh, yeah. They're doing a little segment now on Derek. Um, he was, I don't remember if he actually played professional baseball or if he got drafted or what. He definitely played uh, baseball in college. It was, you know, a D1 a pitcher, real good. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm pretty sure he got drafted. I don't remember if he actually played professionally or not. Um, so just a little segment on that. Yeah, so now, now I'm back again to uh, Derek and Nick. On the yeah, right now they're, they're showing Derek on the on the field. Okay, I'll go back. Wait for wait for me to catch up. Yeah. Go. All right. All right. So I think this is the last heat of the the sandbag keg medley. You got um, Derek Vaughn, Nick Best. 
uh, I was one of the first people to go. Um, had a real good time. Actually felt pretty good about it. Uh, I knew these two were both going to be fast on it. Um, I actually didn't expect Derek to be as fast as he was, but he freaking flew through it. Um, and he ended up beating me by, I don't think it was even a whole second. Um, so that kind of sucks. Would have been nice, you know, a little bit better place, you know, place with points wise. Nick finish, he'll be fine. Um, you know, he's struggling there. Would you, you'd think that Nick would be, it, w- it would have been not as bad a day for him coming from Las Vegas and just out in the, you know, heat every day that he trains. Um, but if anything, that shows kind of how hot and miserable it was that day. Yeah, you think you'd be a little more accustomed to it? Yeah, it was just, you know, it was, it was hot. It was really humid, you know. Or a few events in. Um, just a, it was a tough day. Um, yeah, we got Derek here talking to Colin. Um, I think Derek maybe got second place this contest. He definitely qualified for Worlds because he competed at World Strongest Man that year. Um, yeah, kind of like we were saying earlier. You know, he got in Strongman. Yeah, you got, I guess that was a couple seconds. Right, second place on that event, so pretty happy with that. But like we were talking earlier, Derek got into Strongman and um, competed, did really well, really fast. Um, kind of got to a point where he had done what he wanted to do with it and, and walked away, which to me is super commendable just to, to be able to say, okay, you know, I'm good. I've done what I want to do. Move yeah. on with life. Nothing else to prove. Yeah. Um, so we're getting ready to start the frame carry. Um, these frames were absolutely awful. Um, I think I picked it up probably 10 times trying to figure out where the balance and stuff was because you can't really see it, what they're showing, but the, the handles run the length of the frame, which probably doesn't sound like it makes that big a deal. Uh, but it makes finding the center and being able to balance it extremely hard. Um, right now they're showing um, something happened with Dimitar. I don't remember exactly what happened. And there's me going. I made it like five meters. I think tore the shit out of my hand. But Dimitar got into the frame and had like a full body cramp and was done with the contest. So he actually dropped out after, you know, I guess prior to actually doing anything with the frame. Um, yeah, you got Derek finished it. I'm sure Jerry did very well. He's, you know, always real strong at these events. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it was about it for me. And like, I, I used it another year and had almost the same issues. It's just really, really hard to balance. Um, I even tried offsetting my hands a little bit to, you know, kind of get a little bit more balance out of it. Mm-hmm. And it just, <laughs> it was just, it was tough. Um, I think by the time I actually did get it picked up, because I tried to pick it up, it was unbalanced, dropped it, did that once or twice, and by the time I finally did actually get it picked up and moving, um, I'd pretty much already torn a callus, and so I was, I was hanging on for as long as I could hang on, and then as soon as I dropped it, I was just done. I wasn't trying again. Yeah. Um, 
almost self-preservation at that point. But you could see there, you know, Stan's having trouble with it. He's losing it forward. Overs is the other way. He lost it backwards. Stan's picking it up. He's losing it backwards. Overs picks it up. He's kind of losing it forward, um, but moving with it. Um, yeah, tough event, which there's nothing wrong with that. Strong, man. Like, you know, things are supposed to be tough. Um, they're not supposed to be easy, not supposed to be standard. Um, kind of a cool implement, too. But yeah, you can kind of see there where the frame, the handle runs end to end. Um, mm -hmm. Just, just uh, a beast of an implement, to say the least. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of torn calluses especially a hot humid day like that everybody's sweating your hands get all your hands get all uh you know puffy and stuff and whatever you know you start tearing calluses and things like that a lot easier um which you know that's that's never never fun never good in the middle of a contest to have torn, torn calluses and have to be moving on and do something else uh, yeah yeah, they're moving on to uh, Nick and Mark Felix, which great event for both of them. But even even Mark uh, probably got one of the strongest grips in the world. Even he, you know, it's not, which kind of goes to show it's not necessarily about grip. It's about kind of about technique and just and finding that balance in the center of that frame because you know he's he struggled to get it picked up, and that but you know as soon as he picks it up, then he's moving. Yeah, once he uh, found his little niche, he went for it. Yeah, yeah, they're just not—they're—they're they're not an event I would want to do a whole lot of times ever again. Um, it's just tough, you know. I think they weren't even—I don't think they were even that heavy. Um, there may be somewhere between 750 and 800 pounds it's not like they were crazy heavy they're just they're hard to use um you know you get some of those frames in contests like you know granted guys will get to use straps and things but up over a thousand pounds um so it wasn't like they were crazy heavy but still not great um yeah i got i got six kind of kind of the theme for me that day was being in the middle of the pack all over the place um, but actually moved up some points, um, moved up ahead of overs and I think I stay there ahead of him. Um, you know, my own commentary on strongman in general, that this was kind of the first, my first really eye opening experience to the politics in strongman. Um, I actually beat overs that day and he left with an invite to world strongest man and I left with nothing, but ended up getting invited as an alternate later on. Uh, which, I mean, you tell me how that makes sense, that Giants Live is supposed to be the qualifying process for World's Strongest Man. And, you know, you can flat out beat someone in a contest, in a Giants Live contest, and they'll still get invited over you. So, um yeah, again, I don't think it's that big a secret. I don't think people understand how much of a role that plays in contest invites and what goes on in the world of strongman. Um, I think it's getting out there more, but it's just it's uh, 
I mean, it gets it, it gets to the point where it's kind of disheartening that you you can do everything you can and you can do what you're supposed to do. Um, and end of the day, it still really doesn't matter that much. Um, and I would I would say it's almost getting worse now than it was ever before. But you know, it's a they got it's a show. They're out there to make money. They're out there to put people in seats. Um, so they got to get you know the right guys there too. But um, if anything, I wish they'd just be a little bit more honest about about it and just say you know we're going to invite who we want to invite. Like there's a loose a loose qualification process, but um, it's nothing that's set in stone. Um, but yeah, so getting ready to do stones um, at this point in the day. I, I think I was like, just could not keep up, um, with fluids and I don't know if they'll even show me doing them. Um, but I think I got one or two stones loaded and then, um, I started a cramp and it started at my calf and then it went up my leg and then, uh, went in my abs and I basically had everything on my body cramping at once. Um, and ended up, ended up just calling it. There wasn't really, I really, there really wasn't, I guess I didn't call it. There really wasn't a whole lot I could have done. You can see like where I'm at right now. Um, Jerry loaded four and I think he had a cramp and just couldn't, you know, didn't want to try that fifth stone. It just wasn't, wasn't there. Um, yeah. you know, then you got the, you know, Mark Felix that still, you know, <laughs> somebody's the oldest guy there by a ways and you know competing in the same conditions and still just absolutely crushes it no doubt about that yeah he's also probably one of the nicest guys in Toronto man just a all around good dude yeah everybody I've ever talked to about him said the same thing yeah you can't say anything bad about him because he's just a good guy yeah so I don't think they're able to I don't think they're going to show me Stones because I think here Nick and Nick and Derek the last two to go. Um, pretty sure if I remember right, Nick won this contest. I think Derek got second and Mark got third, which I'm sure they're going to show here in a minute. Um, overall placings. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, well, me and you were talking about earlier before we were recording that they spent too much time on the show, uh, showing too many uh, little background stories you know yeah not enough they, and they should have showed more competition but well yeah world's strongest man is kind of the same you know they skip over a ton of the actual contest mm -hmm. to show like backstories or you know random things they don't actually show all of the contest yeah you know there's a lot i think i don't know i'm sure people want to know what the backstories and everything are but you can't tell me that people don't actually want to see more of the contest, too. They should have, like, a show either before or after showing all the backstory stuff, yeah. like an hour long or whatever. And then... Yeah, so I'm just looking right now. So I got three stones in 13 seconds. So I was actually doing really well time-wise. Like, Jerry Pritchett got four stones in 18. Like, time-wise, I was doing very well, but I hit that third stone and just everything cramped I was done. So um goes back. I got... I got 
fifth place overall. Um, and then, you know, so I got, I'm going to pause on that real quick, actually, just to kind of look at the actual placings. Um, yeah, so I got fifth overall in the, I don't know, that's stones. Let me get to the next part. Yeah, so I got fifth overall in the contest. Pretty good point spread, actually, there between, like, me and Jerry, which not surprised because those top four guys, um, Derek did really well in the medley. He did really well on the um, uh, frame. He did really well on the stones. And then he did pretty good on the yoke and, you know, pretty good on the um, log. So not surprised. Those top four guys, they were just kind of all over solid that day. Um, I wouldn't say I was disappointed with the contest. I didn't have a great contest, but again, wasn't the greatest. Um, wasn't the greatest set of, you know, circumstances for me going in. Um, but yeah, like like I said, here we got, you know, right right here. I got fifth place. Overs got sixth. And before he even before he was even cleaned up, had his tacky or anything cleaned up. He had an invitation to World's Strongest Man. You know, direct invite. He was competing no matter what. Um, and then, you know, playing his day right here, like I beat him and end up sitting around waiting, but then ended up getting invited as an alternate. So, yeah, it is what it is, but, you know, yeah. I, I just wish it was a little bit, uh, a little bit more clear cut, a little bit more straight not even for myself, but just for all the athletes involved. So if there's a process, like what is the process and how about everybody follows it? But yeah, I mean, you've spoke about that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that ever like truly being a thing. Um, especially like in giants live with world strongest man. Um, they're, uh, there, there's too much money on the line for the promoters. I, I definitely wouldn't say there's too much money on the line for the athletes because um, athletes definitely get the short end of the stick. Um, promoters are there making a lot of money. Um, the athletes are, you know, treated like it's a privilege for you to get to be there and help make them a bunch of money. Uh, but that's a whole other discussion too. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it, for me, this was my first pro contest. It was my first Giants Live contest. It got me to World's Strongest Man. Um, yeah, you know, you know, not no complaints for me because it kind of, you know, for the next three years, this was this was essentially what started it for me, um, getting invited to Giants Live contests and Worlds and things like that. Uh, so this was really kind of like the kickoff of the majority of you know my my pro strongman career. Um, it was a you know great experience. It was super cool getting to compete with a lot, a lot of these guys that you know, like especially like like Nick and Mark and Jerry, um, had watched compete forever at a real high level, um, and you know, get to actually compete directly against them. Um, just a cool experience. Um, something fun to have. Um, good memory. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, 
interesting contest for a lot of reasons, probably not the least of which was just the overall circumstances of competing in a demolition derby arena on dirt um, in a miserably hot day. Yeah. And if, uh, like we said earlier on, if you want to see or, or listen to us talk about the 2016 World's Strongest Man and the 2017, it's available in the archives. So go ahead and check that out as well. Definitely. I think that pretty much sums it up here. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, good times, man. I'm sure we'll we'll do this one or two more times in the future, and uh, appreciate it. All your stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate you listening to this episode, and uh, thanks again to Benzel, and we'll see you later. All right. Thanks, everybody. Powerhouse Action Sports is produced by Powerhouse 1881 Media.